Welcome to the Coconuts Podcast. Today is August 21st, 2020. The Coconuts Podcast delivers impactful, weird, and wondrous reporting by our journalists on the ground in eight cities, Singapore, Bangkok, Hong Kong, Manila, Jakarta, Kuala Lumpur, Yangon, and Bali. Listen to headline news and insightful interviews on matters large and small designed for people located in or curious about Southeast Asia and Hong Kong. I'm Byron Perry. I'm Vim Shanmagam. And I'm Samali. Hey, 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 guys. What hey. up? How's everyone doing? What's up with it? Um, same, same. <laughs> same, same? But yeah, how not about different? Y'all? It's been a, it, this week has kind of flown by, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's been very fast. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a holiday Monday, did we? No, we didn't. So just no. last week. Yeah. Last week. <laughs> yeah well, the we, big we, story um, this week is um, Dekosh, right? That's oh, 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 my gosh. Lips and mind and minds here in mm. um, Singapore. Oh, gosh, Dekosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said I said oh gosh decosh indeed oh, oh, oh gosh decosh new branding That's what um, we did. <laughs> well yeah summer's going to take us into that in a second and um for our feature interview I interviewed a very um prominent media personality in Thailand mm. John Winyu had a very interesting um interview about the protests that are sweeping across Thailand um yeah got a great episode coming up Really excited. Oh. Okay, so our top stories for the week. Uh, yeah, we start off in Singapore where Dikosh, um, he's a YouTuber and influencer in Singapore. He is on leave after accusations surfaced that he had asked minors for sex. And yeah, the statement was from Power 98 FM, um, a radio station where he works part-time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so since then, he's actually gone on leave from work after a slew of these sexual harassment allegations were leveled against him over the weekend. And yeah, employer Power98FM announced today that Kosh was on leave after at least five people accused him of having solicited sexual favors from minors. <sighs> Yikes. Yep, and in the statement, they say Power98 does not tolerate any form of harassment. Uh, D. Kosh is, on, is currently on leave. And yeah, they added that they would have no further comment. So um, as of now, um, police reports have been filed. So this is under investigation. Yeah, and apparently... Um... He's offered money to several of the accusers. Um, those are the allegations, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, unsure if true, but certainly the blowback seems to be real. He's been dropped from his um, YouTube collective, Night Owl Cinematics, right? And basically, is he, has he been fired from his job at Power 98 or is just on leave still? Mm, for now, it seems like it's on leave. And yeah. It was also uh, come to light that he was dropped by his um, the law firm that represented him mm. when the first mm. allegation came out and he sent over a lawyer's letter, you know, a sure. cease and desist. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, when that got leaked, they were like, uh, yeah, we're not touching this with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, that's what Allegedly. happened. Allegedly. Yeah. I think, yeah. like, all these screenshots came out, right? Like, from all the accusers, like, of their kind of carnal allegedly carnal Ooh. discussions um yeah in one case allegedly dikosh um offered um this one person one thousand dollars to go to his home according to one teen accuser so um 
Yeah, a guy, and it yeah. should be denoted that they're they're all guys, which is of course um, fine. But in Singapore, that's another element of the uh, legal issues, I guess. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, I guess um, that's just one of the many shocking things that has come to light. It's like all these kids are kids. Um, yeah, like for example, one the original one I'm just looking right now, um, E. Paul. Oh yeah. He's currently 19, but he was 17 at the time of the incident. Yes. And legal age in Singapore is 18. Mm. Just for clarity. Yeah. Oh yeah, and um, but to solicit sexual favors, paid sexual favors from minors is just not legal in any sense. Yes. yes. <laughs> and even sexual grooming, like if you send sexual messages off, yeah, to minors, that's just not legal either. Yeah. Um, I think we yeah. can safely say that if the screenshots are true, that what he did is quite bad. And he, I mean, that's what he's being accused of. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, he has, he has come out, right? Like, I think he has, uh, well, in more ways than one, but he has come out and said that, um, they, like, you know, he, he, he didn't know the context of, the what he uh, was doing, but he did take full responsibility of how they might have been like um, misconstrued or or yeah. So basically, I don't know it was the like context a, of what he's I'm doing. Did he actually say that? Well, he said like he, I have no clue uh, what the context is of what I am doing right now. I'm just <laughs> going to like. I well, I think he didn't say that specifically. I think what he did say was like he, he released a statement saying that, oh yeah, they uh, are messages that I sent, but you know he didn't he didn't mean he didn't know to they were underage. Um, I, I don't even know whether he said that. Like, did he did he say that they weren't underage? Okay, so like, I'll just quote from his apology. That that yeah. part really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Um, so it goes, my tone was questionable, but there was absolutely no intent to groom him. Um, it's like okay. The but I mean, wasn't there one where he actually is like, "Come on over, and I'll give you thousand dollars and yes, give this a blowjob." Um, allegedly, that is what um, <laughs> yeah. one of the accusers told us. Yeah, yeah, not, not the, uh, yeah, alleged. That's what the screenshots allege. Yeah, um, allegedly. What? <laughs> that's allegedly what the screenshot shots allege. Allegedly, mm -hmm. uh, purportedly, allegedly, say that he allegedly sent an alleged message that the alleged accuser allegedly sounds about right. Um, but yeah, sad if true. But also, I guess um, people who have worked with him and his friends have kind of come out with other with their statements on the matter. Mm. And uh, most, what are they saying? Well, yeah, fellow content creators like Hirzi and singer actor Benjamin King and National Day singer Nathan Hatono um, also took to social media to speak about the accusations a day after Koshi mixed contrition with denials following accusations from at least five people mm -hmm. and yeah these accusations are kind of not hard to find if you go on twitter and just search his name um i don't know i've just seen a few videos of um they're not even screen recordings they're like they're as if somebody used another phone to record you know a secret chat on telegram this chat messaging app where you can actually start a secret chat and set it to self-destruct in a few seconds Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, so um, you get a notification if somebody takes a screenshot or starts screen recording or something. So that's why people have to use another phone to kind of record the screen. Oh, yeah. So there is footage of that that I have seen. Yes, oh, dear. for your very uh, 
wholesome behavior that function is made. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's another, it's this, uh, it's a cancel culture situation and a me too situation. Um, in, uh, if it's true, a good way, you know, um, that, uh, people are coming forward against somebody who has allegedly, uh, behaved quite inappropriately. And, um, yeah, it does seem like there are quite a few of accusers and, you know, without making any judgment before the the truth is determined, lots and lots of accusers never looks very good, right? Um, in yeah. these types of Me yeah. Too stories, when there's you know one, it's very much uh, not a strong case. But when there's ten or twenty people who all allege that someone has done something inappropriate, it's when it really begins begins to gain credibility. Um, yeah. So and. Hmm. I don't know. There seem to be like different accounts as well. Then there are some of his friends or people that have worked with him that go, I know Dikosh and he has never been anything but nice to me. You are Jay Leno. Um, you are what Jay Leno is to Ellen right now. And it's just not what we need. You know, um, Ellen didn't do anything <laughs> to me. She's a great friend to have coffee with. Thank you very much. But um, <laughs> in kind of in a situation where we don't have all the facts, why are we giving, you know, the alleged um, the allegedly accused the benefit of the doubt here instead of the victim where, mm-hmm. you know, if found, um, if they are really found to, you know, have suffered at the hands of <clears throat> this dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying not to insult him. It's getting real hard. But yeah, <laughs> so, you know, if, if this really is what is happening, um, it also takes a lot of courage for victims of like sexual abuse and sexual harassment and all this mm. kind of traumatic stuff, you know, they, they kind of have to relive the entire situation again. So why is the sympathy not immediately with them, you know? Yeah. What do, what do you think is the, the general public um, perception of this? Are people kind of, um, I mean, it certainly seems like there's been real uh, fallout for Dikosh with having been dropped from his talent agency and put on leave from his work. Mm. If you had to guess, do you think the general overall... Where is the public swaying? Well, condemning Dikosh or or defending Dikosh? I would say condemning him because it's like mm-hmm. um, um, kind of his personas is kind of to uh, one. How to say? He's a, he's, he's a troll. Yeah, he's a yeah. Troll like like Shashwe, right? Like he's also Kinda, like of, yeah. Like I think that's his persona. Like he's like he's he he bitches about stuff. He moans about stuff and he rants about stuff and mm. he has sort of a very prickly personality but hey don't get me wrong uh he has a lot of subscribers and viewers and you know he obviously plays to that audience and and um yeah so i think like having that sort of like prickly personality um 100 like you know when you antagonize people and you act in allegedly um in this in this way then you know you're gonna get you're gonna get blowback and it's not you're not gonna get get any sympathy so yeah i mean um i don't know if y'all have seen this but yeah um dikosh is known for stirring shit and mm. um there's this video in 2018 which uh in hezzy's apology he kind of um details what happened and yeah, yeah he apologized for that video where they kind of um made fun of this other influencer nikochu and her book mm-hmm and it was it just came across weird because why are they kind of making sexual comments to a teenager? Yeah. And at the same time, I guess her publisher of that book um, also came out with a statement saying, you know, at the time at the point of time she was dealing with a lot, and because of the video that Dikosh released, where he essentially shat on the book, 
um, of course, they all suffered. And yeah. Yeah, hmm. I feel like he has been kind of the proponent of like, you know, kind of trying to cut people down hmm. and break them down. In fact, like an infamous sort of video, uh, this is a couple of years ago, I think he and Shashua like teamed up to kind of do a quote unquote expose on like other competing influencers in Singapore about how they were buying buying followers and oh, yeah. not yeah like all this other stuff and 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 you know they came out that they were doing the same thing and I think it was all sort of like jealousy because like brands were just dropping or rather just using other people you know so I think they were trying to you know play it up as though hey like we have real people following us versus like you know all these other like frauds you're giving money to but um, it just kind of made them look worse, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, to just uh, go across the causeway, um, better if you fainted. Thousands want a root judge out of a show. So there's this really popular like show up in Malaysia called The Big Stage. It's kind of like, you know, your idols and the voice where um, people come on and perform and get judged. And a judge by the name of Ajayi, who's a celebrity judge, real name, Muhammad Faisal Maz, uh, quite a famous um, singer in, in Malaysia. Um, he was extremely rude to a contestant and gave him two out of 200 points um, after Oof. the contestant sang um, Frank Sinatra's Fly Me to the Moon. He basically told him that it would be better if you fainted on stage rather than singing that song. Um, which is super harsh and basically the Twitter verse, the social media verse, like went crazy and, and said that, you know, we need to remove uh, this judge. He was completely like um, off base and try to humili- humiliate the contestant. And yeah, it was just like overly mean and, and being kind of a dick. So, um, yeah, really, really kind of like nasty stuff. Um, his other two like judges like um, – Gave. I mean, they didn't give. The guy was bad. Like the singer was bad. Yeah. But um, hopefully, other, he was actually bad. <laughs> yeah. The other two judges gave like fifty-four and seventy-eight points, respectively, out of two hundred. So he didn't. He didn't score like you know. It wasn't much better. But two points is is really sort of you know you're 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 just being an asshole at that point. I feel. Out of two hundred, mm. did you say? Yeah, out of two hundred. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. But I think the comment of it would have been better if you had painted on stage, I think it was, was what like kind of like really like um, pissed people off. That's terrible. When you're wishing like bodily harm on someone almost, it's like fainting is yeah. not a, it's kind of a medical thing, right? It's. Mm. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like I'm just like kind of over like judges trying to be like Simon Cowell, you know, like Simon. Yeah. yeah had that like character and even if you watch like old like clips of american idol or or um x factor they do not age well <laughs> like yeah. he, oh my gosh. he really seems like a horrible person uh for some of the stuff he he said like you know he's talked about people's weight how they look and i think like now like it's 2020 like yeah people are Wouldn't smarter fly now, exactly it wouldn't fly. And like, I think if you do want to sort of, you know, for, for entertainment and showbiz, there's so many other ways to mm. kind of make a show interesting. And, and you know, and I'm not saying like, let's coddle everyone and, and you know, uh, keep snowflakes as snowflakes. I don't, I don't, I don't mm. agree with that part, that part of it. But like, uh, I do think that it's certainly a way of like delivering something quirky, cheeky um, in the right manner. Yeah. 
Absolutely. When you're just um, insulting someone and telling them to faint on the stage, or you would prefer if they fainted rather than perform, it's really, <laughs> um, yeah, not super nice. Not yeah. nice. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Bali, uh, Bali, the island of the gods and what I call the global epicenter of digital nomads, whether they are drop shipping or becoming Instagram travel influencers or crypto mining or selling drugs on the dark web, Bali is the hub of that lifestyle. Um, and Indonesia is apparently really kind of uh, going to embrace it, or at least Bali. Um, Indonesia is planning on issuing a regulation that would allow foreign travelers to work while holidaying in the country, one of the country's top ministers said yesterday. Foreigners who are experts in technology or IT, they can work from Bali. We are already pushing for this. It's just the regulation aspect we're working on, said Coordinating Minister for Maritime Affairs and Investment, Lahut Panjaitan. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting. I, I think it's it's constantly happening, I feel like, in Indonesia and on Bali where officials are saying things that it's kind of like, okay, that's huge if true. Um, <laughs> but the details are definitely not ironed out. But Bali is, like I said, already a hub of people doing that. So mm -hmm. um, maybe they're going to make it easier in terms of visas and immigration to to go and spend some time in Bali and live your digital nomad dream. What is the current situation with like how long people can stay like on sort of like because I assume that all of them uh, like a digital nomad that's there uh, is on a tourist visa or would that be was is there like a work visa for that kind of stuff? Indonesia is pretty like it's not easy to just waltz in there and spend a lot of time there. Um, I mm. feel like both in I mean every every country in Southeast Asia and and yeah, the world, yeah. but I feel like Indonesia is pretty serious about. Um, you know, having to get the right visa. And if you're a tourist, you, you, I think you get 30 days and you have to leave after that. Of course, it depends on the country, but I think most like, uh, I think Americans get 30 days and I believe Thais get 30 days as well. Mm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's definitely quite a big thing. I feel like I know quite a few expats who live in Bali or have spent a lot of time there and like the uh, getting the correct visa and immigration is quite a challenge and i think everybody wants it but it's not as easy as you might think you need a full-on job and even having a job it's not necessarily a, a walk in the park to get it mm. so this could make it a lot easier because mm. basically all those digital nomads either they've sorted out immigration status somehow or they're just like violating the rules which i probably would say it's a lot of both Mm. understood I, I very much have um followed the kind of recent demise of travel influencers and how there's been quite a few stories like oh my god travel influencers like <laughs> uh the money is all dried up we can't travel so oh no what are they doing then are they like sewing reusable masks <laughs> for etsy because why not no just being influencers like in their home um, oh yeah yeah i told Not you that the exciting walk, i mean i told you the walk from you know your bedroom to the fridge is real long very long <laughs> it's a whole trip it. yeah vlog that TikTok, TikTok. they've all become like TikTok influencers now traveling <laughs> in their rooms mm -hmm. yeah over in hong kong hong kong's typhoon days are no longer the de facto holiday in a work from home era Ooh, sad 
But yeah, in Hong Kong, when the observatory raises the typhoon signal number 8 or T8 at night, uh, weary office workers go to sleep with one solitary wish that the warning is still up when dawn breaks, granting them a precious day off. And yeah, this morning, Hong Kongers rolled out of bed and switched on their laptops. And in today's coronavirus-induced work-from-home era, it was business as usual. And yeah, if the world has learned one thing from the coronavirus, it's the feasibility and flexibility of remote working. And yeah, even when the virus eases, some wonder if the days of T8 lions and de facto holidays as it is could be, could very well be over. Sad. Yeah, Anytime it's like, in Hong Kong, it's mm-hmm. like a big... When there's a T8, that's like, I don't know if that is the highest. Um, I think the highest level is actually T10, but mm. Hong Kong gets hit by a lot of typhoons. There's a system they have. T8 is yeah. a, a severe warning. Um, and um, that usually always means, I believe that's what it is. T8 means like you don't have to go to work. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, yay. And actually everyone parties a lot. And there's like a T8 party. And um, there's a famous gif of this expat dude, like when a news reporter is trying to give a news stand up in a raging um, uh, typhoon with the wind blowing, this drunk looking expat just walks by with a beer mm. <laughs> and gives a thumbs up to him. He's like, nice. Um, but yeah, I guess the days of that are really being affected by the fact that everyone's working at home. So very sad. Yeah. Like, what do you do with your annual leave? Everyone has so much annual leave that has uh, really snowballed into becoming huge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everything is just like storing up. <laughs> Staycation. Use it or lose it. Go to Sentosa yeah. if you're here. Or... <laughs> We're a bit jealous, right, of people in Thailand or Malaysia or Indonesia who can kind of travel a big country, still, you know, have yeah. some interesting places to go within their country. Mm-hmm. Not much here in Singapore. Yeah, what so, do we do? Go to Yishun and, you know, hope for the best. That's all Yishun, we got. Yishun, <laughs> Geelong. Yeah. Changi Jewel and back. Changi Jewel. <laughs> Any of the East East Coast or West Coast. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. Yeah, I was actually like, I mean, I was in Hong Kong um, right after like uh, they had a typhoon and we were filming. Mm-hmm. And there was still like res- like residual like winds and rain for like two days when we were filming. And it was pretty horrible, but... Um, kind of cool at the same time, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> yeah, but, I yeah. I've been in Hong Kong during black rainstorms. They call them, which are actually just like pretty common and not anywhere near a typhoon. But the black rainstorm I saw was absolutely insane. Just like it truly is a black rainstorm in the middle of the day. It was like noon or two p.m. Mm. It gets very very dark. It's like almost night, and then this extremely strong humid weather event comes through very wet and it rains super heavily and the wind is whipping whipping around and like that was probably yeah not even close to a typhoon oh wow Hmm. crazy um well to move to manila if you guys like diet that's gone uh the mayor isco moreno has allowed 24 7 food delivery in manila yay i don't know why they didn't have that before but that exists (laughs) here doesn't it um, I don't think it does. I don't think it does exist in in Singapore twenty four seven food delivery. Does it? I don't think it does. I, I think, think like it, it depends like, on the restaurants. Like there's a handful that I think do stay open all night. Yeah, like but I, I, 
they yeah. do but i don't think they deliver like the whole way like i think there's like a cutoff point like really? when we stop like food de- yeah like food delivery you have to go to the establishment but i think in manila is because they're they're still under sort of a curfew so from mm-hmm. 8 p.m to 5 a.m um basically the whole metro manila area this is there's still sort of a quarantine um uh going on so um now though like whatever food and night snacks um and cravings that you might have you can use your food delivery app and get food delivered to you so that's kind of cool um yeah I don't, i don't think i don't think in singapore uh even at you know when everything was like shut down i think we still there's or when everything was open i think we mm. still had like sort of um yeah there's cut off cutoffs for like, food delivery i don't think it's 24/7 mm. yay 24/7 food delivery woo well, i would always wonder like what is that you know like the four o'clock to five o'clock or four or five o'clock to six o'clock what what that business is you know because you can kind of make make sense freaks. of like okay like <laughs> yeah probably freaks who are still awake or like or someone like early the, risers the, yeah early risers yeah people like the rock gets up at three and eats food eats a steak <laughs> so Although you figure if someone um I think it's more on the side of freaks who've been partying all night because if you're an early riser getting up at five every day, you would think you can also handle making your own breakfast. Yeah, absolutely. So on to Myanmar, where our top story of the week is about Irrawaddy dolphins. Have you guys ever heard of them? No, I have not. They're incredibly cute. They're these tiny little river dolphins um, that unfortunately have been dying, being killed by illicit electrofishing, uh, I believe in the Irrawaddy River and in the Mekong River as well, um, in Myanmar. Uh, basically, a petition has been put together uh, calling for their conservation. Uh, yeah, basically... Only 79 of these beloved national symbols of Myanmar were counted in February. So um, people are really trying to come together, put together this online petition, and save the very, very endangered and incredibly cute Irrawaddy dolphin. Oh. Yeah. Jackie Chan. Uh, yeah, this is Jackie Chan. Okay, now I remember. So Jackie Chan did uh, this like promo on what I'm reading up now. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I remember. I kind of vaguely remember that because I I know he was kind of well, unfortunately, like kind of made fun of by like some people. But um, yeah. Yeah. I remember this now. They yeah, are very it's incredible cute. to think that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're very big. They're actually I have no clue how big they are, but I think they're small. Um. It's a little known fact. They have them in a few places that there are river dolphins. You know, you think mm. of dolphins as being relatively like six to eight feet, um, you know, long and you know, a small whale, but they have these tiny little cute river dolphins, including the Irrawaddy mm-hmm. um, dolphin. They're about like 1.5 to 2.8 meters. Okay, so they're, they're bigger pretty- than I thought. I mean, yeah. that's, I guess, like 5 to almost 8 feet, or no, over 8 feet, yeah, 8 to 10 feet. Mm-hmm. So they're medium-sized, but they're very cute. They don't have, like, the bottlenose type thing. They just have a snub nose. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> Well, moving on, guys, to our feature story of the week. I spoke with John Winyu, who is sort of a big deal in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the founder and I believe the executive director of Spoke Dark TV, which yeah. is a hugely popular um, YouTube channel 
that basically is uh, a home for commentary and humor about politics in Thailand. And so he's a political commentator. He is a comedian. He's a talk show host, very smart and well-spoken guy. Uh, 1.4 million followers on Twitter. I think 1.1 million followers on their YouTube channel. And I spoke with um, John about the recent protests that have been growing in Thailand uh, and what they're all about. Give it a listen, guys. So, yeah, thank you, John, for joining the Coconuts podcast. And I think we'll thank you. Can you tell us just briefly about your background and mm-hmm. what you do for people who may not know and about Spoke Dark TV? Um, yeah, okay. Um, I've been doing like this online uh, television show for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, our show, uh, one one of the show that is uh, well-known uh, is a, p- a political satire show uh, called Channel News In-Depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we like uh, make fun of the uh, news and like uh, political situation and stuff like that, you know. And I've been doing it for ten years with my um, my team, you know. And right now we're doing like a daily show too, you know. But uh, it's like a news show, but you know, trying to be uh, try to put some humor into it too, you know. So so um, and 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 so we're we're like uh, I've been doing this with my sister. You know, and my uh, uh, and and her husband, you know, for for ten years now, and so so for me, it's like very exciting to to be in this time, you know, to see a lot of protests and and uh, a lot of younger generation coming out. Very you know, cool. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was your inspiration? Um, I know frequently, at least from what I've read, you get compared to The Daily Show. Maybe you were inspired by them or not. Um, was there any like comedy political show in Thailand when you started 10 years ago? No, not at all. Not at all. You know, it's like, um, I think at that time it was like a new territory for us, Yeah, you know, for a Thai audience too, you know, and, um, you know, they, they talk about uh, politics and news on television, but, but they don't make fun of it. They, and, and it's very hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me at that time, 10 years ago, um, I was, um, about 23, 24, something like that. And, and, and I felt like, uh, we need to have like a show that, uh, the younger generation can, can watch and, and understand, uh, what, what was going on, um, in the political world or like in Thailand, you know, at that time, you know, so for me and my sister, Rosie, we decided like uh, to put some humor and 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 make it like a a, a comedy show. Sure. You know? Yeah, because uh, Rosie used to used to work in um, like um, the movie industry, mm-hmm. and uh, and and she used to be a reporter for this Japanese news channel, uh, and so she's like very into like uh, production, and uh, she's. She's a very good writer too, you know. And so at that time, we we decided to like make it more um, light, you know, and and not too serious, but make uh, the younger generation like start to get some interest in in politics, you know. Sure. And, and, and if and if you you say if, if we have like uh, inspiration or not, um, uh, we we started a show like about a year, you know, um, like people 
started to get interest in in the show and and they start uh, comparing us to like John Stewart or like mm-hmm. the Daily Show. And for for us, it's like wow, <laughs> is is it that good, <laughs> or, or, or or are we that good? Because because we 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 just cannot compare ourselves to to John or like to uh, Stephen Colbert or or something like that because they're like so big and they're so sure. good and what they they they're doing, you know, and 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 is is it's an honor for for us to like be compared to them, you know. But but at at that time, we we just try to like make it as our own style you sure. know, and, and uh, to get the Thai audience to like to get interested in it. Sure. And so one of the things that people say about The Daily Show, or I think mm-hmm. The Daily Show has really spawned a lot of comedic political shows in the U.S. and around the world and sort of mm-hmm. comedic satire is quite big right now. Mm-hmm. One thing that a lot of people say is that you might get interest from people who otherwise would not be interested in politics that by yes. making it funny mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. make it more accessible and interesting mm. do you find that with um your show and is that kind of a, an objective to bring serious political issues to the people through humor yes yes i i i i, I agree um and and i think that that is one of the main reason why uh, i uh, we gain like more audience like uh every month every year you know and be because at first i i remember like our first uh like maybe two or three episodes we we got like maybe about two or three thousand views something Mm -hmm. like that you know it was for us it's like quite small but but after that for for about um a year or uh and into the second year you know we we get like around uh, we we got like around um like twenty thousand to to forty thousand views per episode. So mm-hmm. so so at that time for us it's very it's it's a very good thing. You know, and, and right now we, we gain like around five hundred thousand views per episode. Wow. You know and so so I think um the main reason is because the comedy or the humor, like the, probably the humor that we put that, that we put in, 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 in the show and, and and we like to, you know, like be sarcastic <laughs> sure absolutely. You know, and, and and that's quite new to the thai audience because because that kind of uh humor is like uh quite new and so so maybe that's uh the reason why uh it makes us like more uh, different from other shows now mm-hmm. sure so mm-hmm. tell us about this protest movement that's happening right now in thailand um mm-hmm. There's been many protests in Thailand over the last 10 years and beyond. There was big protests in 2010, in mm-hmm. 2014. Now mm-hmm. there's a big movement in 2020. What's mm-hmm. different about this time and why are people protesting right now? Um, uh, because like six years ago, uh, there was this uh, this coup, coup uh, d'etat, you know, by this general, Bruce General Shah, and he's, uh, for us, even though... Um, about a year or two ago we we had an election but yeah but still um he he tore the constitution he, he and he uh get his own people to write the new constitution and the new rules for election and so um people still consider him as a, a dictator yeah and and thailand is not a real democracy it's a, a dictatorship you mm-hmm. know state you know so so um i think that is why people like are fed up with it and uh, uh economy is like 
bad and the situation in Thailand with the human rights and stuff like that is still very very bad you know mm-hmm. so 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 that's why people are coming out more and I think most of the people that are are out uh, processing right now are the younger generation, the students from high school, from uh, from the universities and stuff like that. So. So it's very different from the PDRC uh, mm. that that, uh, that they came out like six or seven years ago, you know, because um, if if you look at the uh, like financial um, aspect, you know, um, the PDRC they use like ten million baht a day for uh, protesting, you know, and that was but, a rumor, right? That they were all paid basically. Uh, no, no. Well, well, they, it's like for the production, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for, yeah, you know, for the stage, for the lighting, and for mm-hmm. like uh, food, and for you know, um, it was a big production. You know, yeah, it's a very big production. So they pay like I think around ten million baht a day. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, um, but for the this uh, movement right now in Thailand, I think it's very different because like all the kids, they they and they are out uh, by themselves. And and uh, they don't get any uh, financial aid or or anything from 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 anyone, mm-hmm. you know. May, maybe from from like um like like the adults for sure, but but it's not nearly like uh, the PDRC movement at that time. They might sure. get like you know like fifty thousand baht, you know, to help with the um, the sound system or something like that, but, but they don't have any stage or, or anything, you know? So, so it's very different. And, and you see like something for me is quite pure. Yeah. You know, uh, to more see organic. Like, yeah. More and more organic. And, and like, like today the high school students just, uh, went to the, uh, ministry of, of, uh, education to, to protest, you know? So, so you get to see like thousands of kids, you know, uh, very young, uh, from high school, you know, out by themselves after school to protest, you know. So it's for me, it's like uh, totally different from from any movement in the past. Sure. Mm-hmm. And is there any leader to this protest? And no. what are their main organizing tools? Is it Twitter or is it Facebook or is mm-hmm. it all social media? Or how are these mm-hmm. organic protests being organized? I I I don't see like the main uh, leaders. You know, yeah. they they change like every every uh, every single time. You know, like uh, they there there are no main main leaders uh, in these protests. You know, uh, some are they're they're from different uh, universities and and from different schools. You know, so so every single time you see like uh, new faces on stage uh, almost every time. You know, um, and and uh, mostly is uh, is organized through the social media like yeah. twitter and facebook you know mm-hmm. so so um it's very fast you know to see like um uh, the kids like uh taking action uh they they might post it today and then they they gather up again tomorrow you know so it's like a very uh fast and very interesting movement mm-hmm. wow 
Have mm-hmm. you um, heard of any sort of crackdowns on social media usage in Thailand, or have you ever experienced any sort of censorship um, mm-hmm. that the government has enforced or asked Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or anyone to like take down content that you created? Mm-hmm. Is the mm-hmm. government trying to stop this type of, I guess, de- you know, pro-democracy um, movement online? Mm, I see, like... Um maybe maybe like the pro democracy uh well i i i used to get <laughs> summoned uh, yeah. by the ministry of uh information mm-hmm. you know in thailand you know to to go and like explain myself about one of my episodes <laughs> that sure. uh talking about the the military court you know mm-hmm. that that they they um did stuff to like these uh, university students at that time about i think about four years ago i think Mm -hmm. and 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 that was it but a lot of people that i know that are like the owner of like facebook pages and stuff like that they they used to get uh summoned and Mm -hmm. and took to places you know that is uh it's very for me is is scary you know Like, like they they take the news reporter or like um the uh people who who have like movement for democracy you know to like inside the army barracks and stuff like that you know so so it's quite it's quite scary and it's a very serious situation uh during these six years wow um i heard from my staff in bangkok that you were at the protest on sunday that was quite big maybe one of the biggest in many years in thailand can Mm -hmm. you tell us about that protest Wow, it was for me. It was amazing, you know, to see all these kids and like the younger generation coming out like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. like for me, it's like overwhelming. You know, because um, uh, the last protest, you know, with the PDRC, it's like it, it was like a protest against democracy. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you and you you experience and and see a lot of. Uh, you know, saw saw a lot of um, like people coming out at that time. You know, and and for me it was like so sad because I was talking about like uh, we need real democracy and we need to fight for democracy for ten years. You know, and and at that time, you know, people are like fighting against democracy. Yeah. You know, so, so for me it was very um, sad. And and uh, this past Sunday it was like for me is uh, what. It was such a great feeling to see people coming out, and uh, they 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 say that it might be like around uh, fifteen thousand to wow. to twenty thousand people. Uh, uh, democracy at, monument, right? Yes, Is that where yes, it was? Yes, yeah, democracy. Yes, monument. yes, yes, and and for me that was like the biggest um, gathering I've seen, uh, and ever you know mm. not, well not not comparing to the pdrc movement you know at that time yeah. but but you know uh for for fighting for democracy is like this the biggest for me you know so so it was very fun to see like they talk about many issues they talk about like the real democracy we need to uh we need uh the new constitution you know that uh, like Thai people are involved with the writing of the new constitution. You know, not 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 be, uh, not using the this current one that have been written by the uh, dictatorship regime. You know, yeah. and and so so and they talk about like LGBTQ 
and like abortion and about like uh, hu- basic human rights and stuff like that, you know. So so it was very, it's a very interesting and very well organized protest, you know. And and I, I stayed from like 4 p.m. until like 9 p.m. And and I met a lot. I met a lot of people and and talked to uh, a lot of them. And it was like very um, interesting, and and it's very uh, for for me. I'm I'm very happy to see to see um, a lot of people coming out like that, and and we're we're looking forward, and and it makes me have some hope that maybe we can uh, overthrow or like make some real changes in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, mm-hmm. what are the key? um changes that this protest movement wants um mm-hmm. i know you just said one is rewriting the constitution what else what are the goals that they have well um really they have like three main subject that they uh, are are telling the government uh or telling prayut uh like what they think that is is the most important thing is one is rewrite the constitution two is like stop harassing and stop um you know, arresting uh, people for for um, like talking or like uh, like being public, you know. Yeah. And uh, and another one is like uh, they need to resolve the the parliament. Mm-hmm. You know. So so these are the the main the main uh, reason that uh, uh, or or the main subject that that have been uh, you know put on stage and and uh, are are the main reason that that the kids are out. And of course, uh, like about, I think two weeks ago, there was a, a big uh, gathering at Thammasat University, mm-hmm. and 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 before that, there was another big gathering at at the um, the monument too, and they were talking about the the monarchy, yeah, the royal family, but but it's about like um, what the people are concerned that the. Uh, Thai dictator or the you know the military and their regime you know are t- trying to uh, use the monarchy to like uh, be the reason to arrest people or to harass people. things. Yeah, mm. yeah. So so it's like one of the reason that that uh, Thai people are like talking about this subject too. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. it seems to be one of the big new aspects of these protests that's been written about a lot in all of the news that there is um, some calls for reforming of the monarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, is that true? And can you tell us just a bit about that? And of course, there's a disclaimer, which is that this is a very sensitive subject, yes. you know, yes. Yes. Um, yes. because of the Les Majest laws that criticizing mm-hmm. the king is illegal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, there, I think these uh, past 10 years, I think, we have seen like um, political parties and like even the army you know, using the, this uh, one, the, the article 112 to like uh, use against Thai people or like the opposition uh, parties and stuff like that, you know. So so I think that's a very concerning um, subject for, for Thai people too, you know. And, and it makes like during um, many decades, I think, you know, the army are using the royal family or the monarchy to be, one of their reason to gain more power to do whatever they want, maybe yes. or to justify yes. Yes. their uh-huh. actions. Yeah. And for Thai people is that that's not the right thing. 
mm. that's the right thing to do. And and uh, in the constitution, say that um, everyone is under their constitution. You know, so we need to uh, respect that, and we need to be like that, as as what the constitution uh, said. You know, mm. so 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 I think that's the reason why Thai people are like saying that uh, right now that that we need to 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 take this this thing like seriously. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are Thai American, right? Did you ever yeah. live in America, or have you lived your in Thailand your whole life? Oh, I live in Thailand my whole life. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I went through Thai uh, education uh, system. <laughs> also. Mm-hmm. So, 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 um, for me, I, I feel like I'm more Thai. Mm-hmm. Sure. Do you follow U.S. politics at all? Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. And and um, <laughs> a lot of my friends and uh, people I know who lives in in the states right now are like. Or, or even like uh, some some of my my family members, you know, are there in the states, you know, and they're quite baffled or <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what sure. what's what's going on in in the states right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do you see any um, parallels between Thailand and the U.S. or d- does the protest movement you think take any inspiration from Black Lives Matter or any of the protest movements that have been um, really going strong recently in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I think uh, a lot of Thai kids or the younger generation get some like um, idea for what they want to say or, yeah. or what they think is important uh, to make Thai people acknowledge what's important, like human rights and stuff like that. Um, and and I think the protests in um, Hong Kong or Taiwan mm-hmm. you know, or even in South Korea. Uh, last time, you know, like with a former uh, president, you know, and I, I think we we learn and we we look at those movement and and we try to adjust and and use it in in these recent rallies. Mm-hmm. Sure, the Milk Tea mm-hmm. Alliance, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All anti-dictatorship, basically. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure when you went to the protest, you're very famous. You have millions of followers, right? And viewers mm-hmm. on your show. Mm-hmm. You must have been kind of like a celebrity there and people probably wanted to come up and talk to you. And I think probably mm-hmm. were excited to see you there. Does mm-hmm. that ever make you feel like you should go into politics? Do you ever think about <laughs> going into politics yourself? Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of people suggest that I, I should do I, I should go into like uh, politics and there are like new um political parties that um uh, are very forward thinking and very new you know and 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 they suggest that I, I i should join but for me i think working as a you know like in the media you know it's more mm. fun <laughs> it's more sure. fun you know to to you know like follow these these movement and follow what's going on in Thailand and then and then uh, interpret it or like um, like make fun of, of what's going on with this with this situation and and inform people. I think that's more um, important and for me it's more fun. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you can bring fun and excitement and humor to Thai Parliament because I know <laughs> there's always everybody's falling asleep in Thai Parliament, right? <laughs> but, but to tell the truth, I think like with the new or you know like the new the new group of politicians that that uh, have been elected with the recent uh, election, I think they know how to you know gain interest from the younger generation. 
when they talk in in the in the parliament. So so I think it's it's getting better. It's already it's happening. More more interesting too, you know. So so I I, I have to 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 give that to them. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, just two more questions for you, John. Um, mm-hmm. First one. So what do you you mentioned? You have some hope. What do you hope um, happens with these protests? What is uh, the great uh, a good outcome that you could foresee and hope for? For me, it's like uh, getting to see um, younger generation and and Thai people coming out like this to fight for democracy and human rights. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most you know like uplifting and you know makes me like the most uh, enthusiastic and and uh, positive. Mm-hmm. You know, like in the past six years, you know, for 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 me, that's the most overwhelming and and great feeling. You know, and so so. I think seeing the the prime minister really, I don't want to call him the prime minister because I think he's a dictator. You mm-hmm. know? But you know, I, I seeing seeing him like avoiding questions from re, uh, reporters or trying to run away from from questions and stuff like that, or seeing him sweat or seeing him <laughs> like <laughs> you know like uh, dark uh, circles around his eyes, you know, like <laughs> yeah. It's just for me. It's like that's Christmas. That's an objective too. <laughs> you know, it's like it's, it's a great feeling to see, like, uh, to see him suffer. You know, like right. to see the dictator suffer. You know, and 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 uh, I think I think they're crumbling. Yeah, yeah, and and I think I think change change will will come soon for sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um. So, final question. I don't know if you saw, but um, Trump. Referred to Thailand the other Thailand. week as Thailand. <laughs> Final question is, did you see that? And what's the correct way to pronounce Thailand? Is it Thailand <laughs> or Thailand? <laughs> well, I saw that. <laughs> it was like, um, it was funny to, to hear uh, to hear him say that, you know, the leader of, th- of Thailand is like yeah. very close to me, you know. And I, then he said he liked Prayu. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but okay. The correct way to announce, uh, to, to pronounce uh, the word or uh, to call Thailand is Thailand. Yes. Thailand, you know, so, you know, we're Thailand and don't uh, mistake us for Taiwan, please. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, hopefully um, Trump will be gone soon, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, thank you so much, John, for joining. Um, I saw you did how many two hours straight on your show and then came yes. straight on to speak with us. So I'm sure you're ready to relax. Um, <laughs> really appreciate it. And we'll be following the protest movement. Mm-hmm. Um, where can we tune into your podcast and your um, YouTube show? It's in it's in um, Thai. So but we have Thai listeners, I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh okay, you can tune into Spoke Dark TV. Yeah, uh, uh, Spoke Dark TV on Facebook or on YouTube, and and I have my uh, weekly podcast called uh, The Topics. You know, and so we talk uh, like many um, subjects. You know, like Thailand, China, or like international subjects and stuff like that, and knowledge too. You know, and and if you want to tune in for my daily show, it's called The Daily Topics. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. You can you can follow us on on Facebook and YouTube and of course Twitter too. Mm-hmm. Awesome, mm-hmm. thank you so much, John. And um, yeah, talk to you later. Kap kun kap, thank you. Kap kun kap, thank you. Om bye.
Sweet. Yeah, nice. very interesting stuff. Yeah, I mean, he was very engaging. It was really cool to hear about, you know,、um, his views on sort of the political climate. He didn't. He was actually quite forward. Like he, you know, he spoke a little. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah,、um, is he allowed to say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we checked、yeah. beforehand on what we might broach and what we wouldn't, and I think、mm-hmm. we,、um, yeah, we we said it was okay to discuss the aspect of the monarchy. That is the key characteristic of these protests right now is that they、yeah. are just calling for the reform of the monarchy. So it's kind of hard to ignore.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been in the Bangkok Post and the Nation and all the Thai media and all of the foreign coverage of it is mentioning this. So it's a key aspect of it. Yeah.、Um, I thought it was really interesting how,、um, really, the ultimate thrust of their protest is like anti-dictatorship,、um, and he really he calls Prayut a dictator, the prime minister of Thailand. You could tell he really didn't like Prayut.、Uh, it just seems like that's his number one goal is getting Prayut removed from power, basically. So it's it's pretty interesting to see, and I think.、Um, Yeah, I generally I don't want to pigeonhole myself or get myself in any trouble, but I generally agree with them. You know, Prayut is a dictator. He was the head of the army. He took control of the country in a coup.、Um, he hasn't relinquished control. He rewrote the constitution. So I think the young people in Thailand are really getting quite fed up, and it's really inspiring in a lot of ways to see them organize themselves into these,、uh, you know, impressive protests. And so. We'll continue to cover that. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support Coconuts and our weird and wondrous stories, you can become a Coco Plus member at coconuts.co/membership, make a patron payment at coconuts.co/patron, or buy a fresh merch at the Coconut Shop at shop.coconuts.co. You can also subscribe to the Coconuts podcast anywhere that you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, please subscribe, and also, if you have a moment and you enjoy the Coconuts podcast, leave us a review.、Uh, we want to hear what you think,、uh, and it helps other people discover the Coconuts podcast. So, if you feel so inclined, tell us that we're doing a great job. Tell us that we're doing a terrible job. We don't really care. Just leave a review. <laughs> the Coconuts podcast is a Coconuts Media production. Our hosts are Byron Perry, Vim Shanmugam, and Summer Lee. Our production manager is Clarissa Cortez. Our editor is Rainer Lim. <laughs>